I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Let's Talk About from Style Canada. And let me tell you, we're talking. Let's face it. We talk a lot. We talk about things we love, hot topics, and anything in between. But what about the things we don't talk about? What about the things we want to know but don't know how to ask? Don't worry, we've got you covered. Let's expand our horizons. Let's talk about it. Hi, all, and welcome. This week, we're talking about magic with Kelly Knight. Kelly's goal of bringing mysticism into the mainstream is continuously met as she applies ancient spiritual knowledge to the modern day world through her brand, Modern Mystic Shop. As a renowned tarot reader, Kelly has been featured in Goop, Nylon, She's Next, and more, with her business previously featured on Good Morning America, Glamour Magazine, and Us Weekly. Kelly and her husband, Brandon, co-authored the incredible book, Spells for the Modern Mystic, which dives into spells we can practice to elevate our lives in various ways, including love, career, and more. Kelly, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you for the wonderful introduction. Yeah. I mean, we we came across you at Style Canada last holiday and got, you know, got the spell book, tried a couple spells for the modern mystic myself and really loved it. So when we were talking about the podcast and who to have on, it was just one of the first topics that I kind of thought of. I was like, I absolutely want to dive into this more. And so, yeah, awesome to have you here. Yeah. It's so exciting that these like mainstream publications and people are actually interested in having these conversations. Cause when I started, no one was having these conversations and it just is really uplifting for me. It's hopeful for me that people are interested in these sorts of topics now. Yeah, no, that, when, and tell us about when you got started, like what, and also not only like how you got started, but to your point, what the temperature, I guess, of society was at that point when it came to magic. Yeah. I mean, so my background actually started in tarot. That's how sort of my gateway into mysticism. I feel like most people will find some sort of modality that really pulls them in. And then you kind of expand your interest base from there. And they're all interrelated. These tools kind of build on one another. So for me, you know, I started um, being like public with tarot reading. And I think it was like 2013. And I was to speak to you, like how modern mystic, even the brand came to be. I created an Instagram account called modern mystic tarot, where I was hidden because I didn't want people to know that I was into this stuff because it wasn't acceptable. And I was uh, a marketing consultant for these, some, some international brands, some local businesses. I'm like, if they knew that I'm sitting here pulling tarot cards, maybe they won't hire me for this gig, you know? So the brand and like the name came from me actually not wanting to come forward and admit that I'm into ritual magic and tarot and all of these occult practices. Then as we started to grow or as, as I don't know, as I got more comfortable with it, I feel like my reality met me. So it's like, my teacher says, if you don't have a problem, they won't have a problem, you know? So I think as I got more into myself and, and public with it, my business took off. People started asking me for readings. I was reading out of my house and working in a referral basis and people were having such good experiences. And I think I am in the city of Atlanta sort of normalized some of these practices because they I look like an average blonde, like lady, you know what I mean? I'm not like with this crystal ball with this velvet curtain, right. they're coming into right. my loft, you know, my loft apartment. 
um, and getting their tarot cards read. And so I've seen like when we opened the store in late 2016, this stuff, like in the past five years has gotten, have gotten more and more popular and mainstream. And I think it has to do with sort of the younger generation. I think that what, um, I'm not even what I think, I think what, what Pew research is showing that spiritual non-religious is the fastest growing religion in the United States of America. And so people, yeah. So people are looking for spiritual practices, tools, modalities that feel organic to them. And I think it's sort of like this mass remembering, like we're all starting to remember our intuition, our personal power. And so it feels foreign at first, but once you touch the cards or light the candle, it's like your whole system is like, oh, I know how to do this. Totally. That's so weird. Yeah. It feels natural when that happens. And it's interesting that you say that because you're jogging up memories for me of like the first time I went to a psychic and it very much started as like entertainment, right? Like it was like something to do on a Saturday with friends and they would have the tarot reader at the, at the coffee shop. But now when I, you know, whether it's, however, if it's through tarot or, um, spiritual cards or whatever, whatever that sort of is, because my sister's really into this world too. Um, Mm. It's more for guidance. It is absolutely more for guidance. It's no longer entertainment. Um, although I think it's still really interesting. It's yeah. definitely because I think are we just all searching for something a little more? Yeah, I think I think that's it. And I think that these are tools and modalities that are reflections of us. So in traditional religion, it's sort of like everything is outside of you. It's like you pray to God, you, you petition, right. And, and you give thanks outside. And I think people are starting to understand, at least my thought is sort of like, God is within me. Like I, I am that expression. And so all of these mystical metaphysical tools turn it back into us. It's a reflection of us. And so, you know, it's, it's like when people see a horoscope, which they're like, they want to know about themselves, right? They're like, what does my sun sign say? It's like, we're constantly trying to uncover, like, who am I? Why am I motivated like for these, like to do this or to do that? And so these tools are a reflection. They're like looking in a mirror. And I, that's my goal is like, I would prefer not to give tarot readings because everyone knows how to do it for themselves, you know, because they are able to use the tools. And that's why we sell these tools. We teach these practices so that you can be your own guru, oracle, you know, it's a, it's a a generation of self-initiation into these practices. And so, yeah, everyone wants to learn about themselves. Everyone wants to grow and have a more fulfilling experience of life. And if these tools align with you, you can definitely use them for that purpose. And I love what you talked about with your intuition because in how it's within yourself too. It's interesting when we actually like pause to listen to ourselves, the answer is usually there. Like, and, and, mm-hmm. and maybe that's for me, cause I feel a little more in tune to my intuition. Maybe sure. I don't know if everyone relates to that, but yeah, it's like, you kind of know the path your life is going to go on if you're really kind of quiet and pay attention to that feeling in a way. So I love that this, I love that that's how you teach this, I guess, and bring this forward because there's these really ancient practices that, you know, with modern mystic, you're bringing into the modern world. So how, you know, you mentioned a little bit of that can, in terms of like giving people the power and the tools to that themselves, can you give us a little more on the brand and, and what you do there? Yeah. So, I mean, the main goal is to make this stuff mainstream, like you mentioned in your introduction. So, you know, I'm, I sit in a place where I don't think that a lot of these practices should be hidden. You know, I think that, um, they have been for a long time because they are powerful tools. And so even if you go back to the burning of witches, it's, if you think about it, it's like, I mean, I hate to be like the patriarchy, but like the powers that be did not want women to have these powerful practices. Meanwhile, a lot of people use um, in high up positions, use these tools. Like there are presidents that use astrology, you know, historically it's known. 
um, like the Reagan, the Reagan, Nancy Reagan was like very big into astrology. Um, and so it's, it's, um, so our goal is to normalize this stuff. It's like, Hey guys, it's 2021. We meditate, we do ritual, we use crystals, we use astrology. And I use all of these, everything that we sell are, are tools that I've used in my personal practice that I've developed into products to, um, help, help other people. And, you know, I give them a cute name or I like package them really attractively. Um, but mainly it's to get people to try it. If you look at our store, it's so beautiful that people can't help but to come in because it's light and white and bright. And you see all the shimmery crystals. Um, and we kind of like trick people in a way to like get into this. Like they buy their quote unquote gateway crystals or whatever from us because it is so approachable. Yeah. And it's interesting having done a couple of the, the spells in your book, it was really easy to do. Like you didn't need, I had everything that I needed. Number one in the book and in the kit. Yeah, in the kit. And then I think the only other things I needed were like pen and paper or journal or something like that. So it was all very, you know, I, that was completely new to me and it was super easy to do and user-friendly from that like logistical sure. point of view. Yeah. Yeah. Which, so I guess that's to say like, don't, you know, there doesn't have to be, it feels maybe like, again, that, that stereotype of the crystal ball or like, you know, the movies where, where someone's casting a spell. It's not like that at all. It was actually quite simple and reflective. Yes, I that's thought. cool. Thank yeah. you. I'm so glad yeah. that was your experience. Yeah. So in the book Spells for the Modern Mystic, it's a ritual guidebook and kit. And that was really important because we're a product-based business. And so we actually aligned with Harper because they were the main ones that were interested in selling it as a product. Many other publishers just wanted the book. And what I've learned through my business is that, you know, there are people in middle America that wouldn't know where to get us a spell. They don't have a modern mystic shop in their neighborhoods. So it was very important to me that the uh, products were included so that you can get going right away and using household items. Because if you think about it, you know, we're not going to get too much into the history of magic, but they used the earth. Like they used what you had around things like salt and herbs and, um, you know, paper or whatever. So it's, we didn't, I, there's very limited barrier to entry for this stuff, really. Yes, we make beautiful scented candles with crystals that are lovely or use a birthday candle, you know, it's like whatever you have on hand. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And, you know, you mentioned that you kind of started and got in this world through tarot card reading. What yeah. was it that drew you to that though? Like, was you, did you, was your family in this world? What, yeah. was it just a calling? Yeah. Oh, so for me, we're going to get into the nitty gritty. So for me, it, um, in around 20, 12, I had a very profound psychic awakening. So before 2012, I was really into spiritual psychology. Um, I was into things like gestalt therapy, meditation, Buddhist studies, energy work, etc. Um, and I did a lot of work healing my trauma, healing, you know, we all have uh things land, you know, traumatically, even if your parents do the best, best job possible. And through that sort of healing process, I had a very abrupt psychic awakening, which basically I went from being like, here's your average person that, you know, does average things to being able to see spirits and angels and hear things and feel things that were beyond my physical senses. And it happened very abruptly, like a switch got lit, like got flicked on. Oh, wow. It was, it was a kind of like a crisis moment, to be honest with you, because I thought I could be having a psychotic break. I mean, I'm a rational person, right? So it's like mm -hmm. when I'm seeing like or hearing things that I have never experienced before, I thought it was more likely than not that maybe I'm having a breakdown. You know, right. I actually asked my dad, I'm like, dad, I'm having these experiences, you know? And what I did was I just prayed. I was like, you know, universe, if I am not crazy, 
I need a teacher. I need something like I need to understand what is going on. And uh, as it happens, when you live a life of synchronicity, I found this little flyer at a cafe that said angel circle with Joanne Cohen. I was like, what is an angel circle? And it was like the following night, she does these circles where she gives people messages from angels. And I was like, all right, I asked for a sign. So I went to this angel circle. Literally a sign in a meetup. (laughs) Yeah, I literally got a sign. flyer. And I go up there and the place does no longer exist. It's called Cafe Jonah and the Magical Attic. So I went to the Magical Attic. It sounds like a fiction, but she looks right at me and she was like, Hey, do you know? And she named the two archangels that had visited me by name. She's like, they're standing behind you and they want you to know that you're not crazy. And I was like, Okay, oh God. Yeah. And then she was so generous. She was, I mean, she's so like, you like said that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I needed that. I needed that validation. And so she became a teacher and a mentor for me. And she really taught me about what was happening and how to. Um, control it for lack of a better word, because sometimes people walk around and they're just very, very open. And I was seeing things and having a sensory overload. Um, And so she taught me how to manage it. And now how I managed it was through tarot because um, I was already had learned tarot and had been doing tarot for many years before I started doing it professionally. And then my husband gave me this deck. It's called The Wild Unknown by Kim Kranz. And for some reason, that deck in that right timing just made tarot reading more from like a study to an intuitive language. And it just animated for me. And so for me, tarot became a way to communicate with spirit, to communicate with my intuition that felt like it was a safe container. Um, And so that's how come that's still my tool. And Brandon always says to me, he's like, you probably don't even need the cards. You could just do straight up psychic readings. But for me, there's something about the symbology and the ritual and the way that they speak to me that makes it really contained because uh, I don't want to see dead people, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Or, you know, like all the time I need to have like, it's how I created a boundary for myself. Okay. No, that's interesting. Yeah. Cause I would imagine when these spirits are coming at you, you're having these experiences, you have to create those boundaries, right? Like, yeah, yeah you do. And like people like joke around all the time. They're like, Hey, do you want to go to a cemetery? And it's like, no, that's not fun. That's not fun for a psychic person. You know what I mean? Right. And like, now I have, now I have very good boundaries. So I could, I can walk anywhere at any time and I'm not bothered, but it took a lot of years to really understand and refine and, and, and just set that up for myself. And now it's a lot, um, yeah, super manageable. And I don't even think about it most of the time. Yeah. And how, so you talked about, you know, how, how you came to it and it sounded like you're a very open person to kind of begin with. How have you used magic in your life? I think I read somewhere you and your husband met did you not do like a spell when you and your husband had met or something like that? Or you, I did. Yes, 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 yes. So for me, so I practiced ritual magic before I knew what ritual magic was. And I think that's part of like, when you start to get in touch with your intuition and your lineage. So like, also you asked like my family into it after I had the psychic awakening, I told my dad and he's like, yeah, your grandma was psychic. And I was like, why has no one told me that? No he's, like, well, he's like, it never came up. She's like, he, she would telepathically send me a grocery list on the way home from school. And I would stop by the store and pick up what she needed and bring it home. I'm like, what? And so I do think I also, um, I'm half, I'm half Italian. And there's a lot of, um, I started studying Italian witchcraft and a lot of my personal practices as I was reading these books, it's like, that's what I do. Like I burn salt. I, you you know, it's like all of these. Oh, that's so funny. I mean, my background's Italian too. And now that you're saying some of those things, I'm like, yeah, yes, keep going. Sorry. It's like clicking for me. Well, that's what happens. It's like a remembering. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's like your lineage or your ancestry just sort of starts to coalesce and manifest in a way that you also get constant validation where it's like, oh, I'm reading this book. I already do this thing, you know, like that. So it was sort of, I forgot we were going with all of this, but how do I- I'm sorry, I was seeing your husband's story and how, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So what I did was um, I created a ritual for myself for 40 days 
um, no, I started at 40 days where it was to attract a partner. And so I would light one candle for myself. I would light one candle for my future partner. I would imagine us sort of like the energies of us sort of coming together. And I did it every day, started for 40 days and I extended it to six months. And then I did it for every day for a year. And I would do the ritual daily and then let it go. It wasn't like I was trying to focus on it too much. Um, and also I decided during that time, I wasn't going to date because I was trying to just reset because I was in these weird dating patterns. And then towards the end of that time we met and he tried to date me and I was like, no, I am committed to this, you know, ritual that I'm doing. Um, and then afterwards we did like get romantically involved and it kind of took off from there, but I didn't like, now I know, like I was actually using candle magic and the the collective energy of lighting a candle if you think about it across so many religions and across space and time like how many like what that signifies to the psyche of the sacredness of lighting this candle every day so that was my first successful ritual um, and yeah it worked out it worked yeah as you say it sounds like it was a good one <laughs> And so for that, you obviously used it for love and for a partner, but for those listening, what can you use magic for? Cause it seems like you can pretty much use it for anything. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. You can use it for anything. And the difference I think between like, or, or I don't even know the difference, but how we approach ritual magic is to use it for transformation. So yes, you can use it to get the job. Yes. You can use it to get love or secure the home that you want to that you want to purchase or whatever. But really in order to do that, you've got to go inside of yourself. And a lot of what we do is this alchemy of calling up the fears, calling up the lack, calling up all of the things that sabotage us. Because in a way, there's really nothing um, between you and what you want, except for these blocks. And so we use ritual magic to sort of uh, melt those blocks away and then magnetize what it is that you're trying to create to you. And so we approach it really from a transformational space and from like a psych, it's like a psycho spiritual space. So we use things like self-hypnosis. That's really what you're doing when you're into that, like gazing into the candle and reciting okay. these mantras. Yeah. I remember that in my spell. It was, yeah, it was, I, I don't even, I think I had to do it for like 45 minutes yeah. back and forth between candles. And yeah. it was very interesting. Yeah. Did you do the road opener? Is that what that was? I think that's, I think I did like a clearing space one. Yeah. It was, oh, maybe got it. It was I wish I, I should have, sorry. I should have yeah. written down which no, one I did, okay. but yeah. Yeah. So, cause you're really, you know, uh, the way that ritual magic works uh, that we have found best is you also have to deal with the psyche. Like you have to deal with your human, not just like your spirit. And so, um, and that's really what a lot of this is, is like kind of reprogramming your beliefs, clearing out your, your unconscious so that you can actually attract and be a match for what it is that you'd like to create for yourself. Um, and so that's kind of our approach that, and we do cover, we do cover that there. And we also cover a lot of like generating the feelings in your physical body, because you're trying to create in this physical world. So you have to kind of call it into the 3d world that we live in. So that's part of how we approach rituals. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. 
And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Wow. And so... Taking a step back to someone who's maybe just getting sure. into this world, there's, because you've mentioned a, a lot of different things like tarot cards, astrology, except is it too much to ask you to say like, what are those different, all those different segments? Is it like infinite oh, or is there like, I mean, there's a there lot categories? Yeah, I would say there's different certain categories. So let's talk about okay. a few. So tarot would be, or, you know, tarot is considered divination. So you're divining, you're actually asking for information through the modality and you can use oracle cards, tarot cards, runes. So there, these are more of those like tactile tools that you would use to sort of gather and get information. So that would probably be one category. Now, astrology, I would say is a completely different category. It's using the the map of the sky when you were born to get insights about yourself. So that's sort of when you get your natal chart reading, your birth chart. But then how I use it ongoing is as the, you know, the planets are always moving and those are called transits. And so you can get readings and study how the stars today are pinging off of your natal chart and how the, how it's going to affect you. So everyone's like, oh, Mercury retrograde, yada, yada. Well, that's what's happening in the broad scale, but it might not affect you. You can see if like where it's hitting your chart, you might have no, like nothing might happen to you during those times, or you might be heavily affected in certain areas of your life based on how your personal astrology is kind of coalescing with the larger picture of astrology. Then I would say another category probably is healing work, like energy work. So people most often know about Reiki, let's say. That's like probably the biggest one. I'm not an expert in Reiki, but I am. I do energy work with a, an every, actually twice a month, I do these lunation sessions on the new moon and full moon, where I do remote group energy healing. So this is sort of the idea that no matter where you are in the world, you can actually tap into energy and you can transmute it and shift it. And when you shift your energy, you create more space to create a life that you want. You can do, you can gain healing, you know, stuff like that. I'm trying to think what's another category. And then, oh yeah, ritual magic. There's like these other practices. To me, ritual magic and ritual in general is creating a very specific target for what you want and, and creating a series of events or a secret sequence of uh, events, which is the ritual to sort of unlock that door. So you can take sort of some of the best practices and the sequence of how to do things. And it's like a combination lock to unlock what you, what you want, that it's more powerful if you do it in a specific way. And you can use the elements like the directions or the days of the week or certain colors to build and kind of layer to have like a big impact. And then, I, I mean, the baseline to any spiritual practice, I have to say these days is meditation. <laughs> Okay. It's just like, as you were saying, like you can hear yeah. the intuition. It's like, if you don't give yourself time to listen, you, mm. it's like, it's like trying, I don't know if you've ever tried, well, some people like to watch work with the TV on, but it's like trying to like get your work done with like a radio blaring in your ear. You're, you're not going to be as focused. Mm -hmm. So I would say that's a whole other, that meditation will enhance all of these practices that I mentioned. Is it a good it was so someone that's new to this world is yeah. meditation the best place to start or do you yes. recommend? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because here's the deal. Like if you, if you can find through meditation, if you can find a neutral space within yourself, that's not 
impacted and projecting the past into the present moment. And it's not so attached to reaching out into the future. Like I have to have this outcome. If you can practice that space, you will be a more accurate tarot reader. You will be more proficient at the the stamina it takes to sit in a ritual, to really put yourself in there. Um, You know, it's really the... It's the best, it's free. It's the best way to access your intuition, I would say, hands down. And it's like going to the gym, like you have to practice it because in our fast paced world, we are not used to that. So I would say like meditation and breath work, you could do both at the same time, just long, slow breathing and quiet. Or like I practice Kundalini um, yoga and meditation. There's a lot going on in the Kundalini world. Uh, people have strong opinions about it, but it's more of an active meditation. So you'll be chanting or you'll be doing holding a mudra or something like that. That works for someone like me that has a very hard time sitting completely still. Okay. Interesting. Well, it's funny as you were kind of going through those and I've in some way, shape or form tried each of those. Um, I mentioned my sister earlier, she's actually a Reiki practitioner. And so I found when it comes to healing, you know, I've seen therapists and things like that, but I actually find when I do Reiki with her, like more of a healing than I would in conversation with someone like a therapist is that that's probably common. I'm guessing. Um, it, I think it depends. They're doing two totally different things. So mm-hmm. when you're doing energy work, trauma is stored in the body. Um, also, we know about epigenetics now. So you are also inheriting the epigenetic traits of your lineage, which is also in your DNA, in your body. And so all the talk therapy in the world is not going to get those blocks or those stuck energy up and out of your body. So it's, it's used for totally different things. However, if you're someone that needs to verbally process and it helps to understand the how and the why, and the, you know, why you're having these struggles or the trauma energy work is not going to maybe necessarily help you understand that. So you have to know yourself and what you need. And for someone like me throughout the years, I've been in and out of talk therapy and I've also been using energy work. So I use a combination. Um, Sometimes it helps like you could go to talk therapy and you have like that aha moment, like, oh my gosh, I, you know, fell off my bike and my dad didn't pick me up. And then that like messed me up forever, whatever. So then you can take that information and go to someone like me and say, hey, I'd like to work on clearing this trauma from my body. I had this aha moment. Like, can we go in with that point and get un- unwind that from my, from my system, whether it's my shockers, my energy field, my physical body, so they can work in tandem too. Okay. No, that's really interesting. That makes sense that that would happen that way. And I think, you know, in a time when we're, first of all, I like that you said we all have trauma. Right. And we all like, no matter how great our parents were, because I think, I think sometimes my mom, my mom laughs when she hears some of these things and says, you know, I really screwed you guys up, but like yeah. the reality is we all, we all have it. Right. And so yeah. in, in certain ways. So I think that that's, that's really interesting to say, but also in a time where we're, I mean, we're all suffering over this past yeah. year in different ways. Sure. Like, are you finding more people are coming, like, are you very busy? Are you finding where people yeah. are coming to this practice? Is that, is that been the case? I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, we didn't skip a beat. We were so fortunate through the pandemic because it's, it was, it was very humbling for me because you never know what people consider an essential business, right? We'd, I'd never even heard of an essential business until this past year. I didn't it's know like, that. yeah, I didn't know that. Was you, a thing, you have a business, so you don't have a, yeah, you don't have a <laughs> right. business. And, you know, uh, for many people, um, at least our customer base, uh, their spiritual practice as is mine is essential. And the tools that they use for that practice is essential. So they were ordering online when we were closed for a few weeks. um, And then they started coming back because we put specific protocols in place to make it safe for people to shop. Um, And so our regular core clients stayed with us. And then, yeah, we, I think we got a lot of new clients and customers, a lot of new followers on Instagram because people were at home with themselves 
And you have these revelations about your sense of purpose and your impact and what, what are we doing? You know, and you have more time indoors to do things like let's buy a ritual book and let's, you know, I can take that hour because I'm not going to dinner with my girlfriends, you know? So Mm -hmm. I think, um, and I think that people were under such tremendous stress, even if you didn't lose your job and you were working from, from home, um, that's new. Like we had to all adapt. And now I'm seeing actually a lot of my clients are having anxiety and stress about going back to normal, going back to how things were because that wasn't a healthy way to live for most people. So they're like, okay, I finally got in my rhythm here. So he does it to this kind of workplace. And now maybe I'll have to go back to the office. Maybe now, you know, yeah. so, so people needed tools to help regulate their mental health and their spiritual health and their emotional health. And that's, what's so great about these practices. They could be used for all mm-hmm. of those things. Is there anything like, is there any, I don't know if it's advice or any place to, to start there when it comes to that specific example of, you know, feeling anxiety of going back into the, into the real world that's now reopening. Is there, is there, I don't know, that's a quick fix, but is there something that applies to all of us that, that we can, you know? Yeah. I would Yeah. I would say anchoring into some sort of daily practice for yourself, a daily spiritual practice, and you can choose what that is, whether it's a meditation, whether it's, you know, pulling one tarot card to focus on a day, whether it's, you know, um, just something that, you is a non-negotiable that you put into your daily life, uh, I think would be, would goes very, very far. And, you know, people talk about spirituality, you know, uh, and, and inspiration, intuition, but what they don't talk about a lot and I preach it is discipline. Like a spiritual practice is a discipline. It is a devotional act to yourself. And so sure, maybe you don't feel like doing it every day, but the discipline and the devotion of doing it actually builds resiliency, actually builds your trust in yourself to say, I'm going to take 10, 20, an hour a day for myself and do this thing no matter what. That builds trust in yourself and resiliency, which can be transferred to all areas of life. Mm -hmm. That makes total sense. Even as you're talking, I'm like, that's why I've certain habits that even over this, you know, past year plus, like just taking my vitamins, making the bed, like those kind of little rituals have created just a sense of, um, normalcy, I guess, maybe or some structure maybe as well. So I never related that, you know, you've been saying ritual this whole time and it kind of just clicked in my head. Like that's also kind of ritual that helps when it comes to how we get back into things. Totally. And and to make non-negotiables like that you do no matter what, I don't know if this is not a very spiritual thing, but I over quarantine did this program called 75 hard. Have you heard of it? No. Oh my gosh. It's incredible. So 75 hard is a free program. And basically there's like five or six things that you have to do every single day, rain or shine for 75 days. And it was like, uh, to what you have to work out twice a day of your choice, 45 minutes, but one has to be outdoors. I did this in the winter time when also I went on a 30 day road trip and I was like roadside, like doing like jumping jacks or whatever. You have to drink a gallon of water a day. You have to read. 10 pages a day, et cetera, et cetera. You guys could look it up if you're interested. It sounds really it cool. changed my life because I didn't realize how, as a, as a business owner for my, and I'm like at the top of the quote unquote pyramid, I'm not accountable to anyone. So if I don't feel like doing this thing that day, I can do it tomorrow. But I didn't realize how that was eroding my sense of trust and discipline and I did that program for 75 days and I now, I call them promoting habits. (laughs) There's demoting habits and promoting habits. So now I've created like all of these promoting habits. I'm drinking more water and I added like making my bed and making sure there's no dishes in the sink at night. It completely changed my, I don't know, everything. I recommend everyone do it. It's not a spiritual practice, but it's awesome. No, that's really interesting. I'm going to check it out because I I totally relate to what you're saying when similarly, like I have no one to report to. And so there are moments during this where you're like, okay, well, I could do that tomorrow, but creating that structure for yourself is very helpful. So I can absolutely see how that, that helped. 
So I don't want to, I don't know that I know the answer to this, I guess, but what I would, for those that are maybe skeptical of magic, do you just kind of, do you, I can't imagine you're the type of personality that necessarily tries to push anything on people. So I'm not trying to get it at it that way, but what would you say to someone who is maybe kind of interested, a little skeptical? Like, is there, is there something that you would share to, to, I don't want to use the word convince, but sort of open their eyes maybe a little more to that? I mean, the reason why we created a ritual book with 25 rituals is because nothing convinces someone um, better than an experience. Like I can tell you, I'll talk about it all day long. And that's the basis of our business is like, just try it. Like we have our, our like store. If you ever go in, you can touch everything, touch everything, every crystal. Like we have tarot readings after we'll have them again in the store. Like there's nothing that's more convincing than trying it and then getting the results. So I would just say if there's like a little piece of you that is a little curious about something that feels safe for you to try just try it. And I know that you'll have, well, I don't know for sure, but if you have a positive experience and you see it enriching your life, then try a little bit more and a little bit yeah. more. Um, it, it, that, and that's why the whole book is an experience. It's experiential. Uh, Cause you can, you, that's literally the only thing. Like if someone were to tell me years ago, like you can talk to angels and they'll help you. I'd probably be like, uh, I mean, I know they say that in the Bible, but, uh, but then like when in my mind's eye, like when I'm feeling this energy and like, I, I've had so many miracles and I can share some, like these crazy things that happen. I would love to hear some. Yeah. I think that'd be really interesting to hear some of you. Yeah. If you don't mind. My wildest, wildest one is, um, this is still to me, it's like wild. So there's a whole section in our book about ancestors. And this is really good because a lot of people are worried about cultural appropriation when it comes to spiritual practices and like, can I do this? Or is this a closed practice or whatever? If you stick to ancestral work, you are clear, you are free and clear. It's your bloodline, it's your lineage. And they're the most powerful um, sort of beings that you can access because they're very closely related to you and they're, they want to help. Like your awakened ancestors want you to evolve because they evolve too. So in the ancestor chapter, we have an ancestral altar. So I have an ancestral altar and it's very powerful for me. And it has my, um, my psychic grandma, um, who's my paternal grandmother. And then my maternal grandfather, who I call grandpa meatball, cause he was Italian and it was just a name. That's <laughs> so grandpa sweet. Meatball. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just love him. So for years I've had this altar and I feed it, you know, with my energy and I light incense and I talk, luckily I'm also a psychic medium. So I can actually, that means that I can communicate with deceased people. So luckily I can actually hear them because that's my psychic gift. Um, and we had an opportunity to be on good morning America with one of our products, but the catch was that we had to have enough product to sell. Cause they're like, once we put you on the segment, you're going to sell like 10,000 of these things and you need to have them ready to go. Um, and that was a lot of money. And I had the money in the bank, but I would, it would basically been like all of our money for our Christmas inventory and I couldn't do it. And I tried all the conventional ways. Like I tried to get a bank loan and they're like, what? No, like I tried. I mean, (laughs) I I did all of the like practical things you're supposed to do to get like, I need something like $75,000, like with, I had like a week to get it. So it's like the day of the deadline and I had exhausted all the practical things. And I go and I open my calendar to look to where, when the segment was supposed to air. And on there, it says grandpa meatballs birthday. So the segment was going to be at my grandfather's birthday. And it reminded me about grandpa meatball. So I go to my altar and I said, listen, grandpa meatball, (laughs) if I'm supposed to have our product featured on good morning, America on your birthday, you got to make this happen. I'm, and I let it go. I'm like, you have to make this happen. So what happens? I go to get a massage naturally. And I go to my friend's um, massage place in Atlanta and she's like, Hey, what's going on? And I was like, Oh, nothing. Just trying to make $75,000 fall out of the sky so we can be on good morning America. She's like, ha ha ha. Okay. So I go into my room with her practitioner. She goes into her room with her client I finished the same time she comes out and she said, my client wants to give you that $75,000. 
I was like, what, who is this person? And she said, she is a customer of yours. She asked me, she overheard you. She asked me what you needed and she, um, she wants to give it to you. So she comes out and she was like, Hey, I started, cause we were in a little flea market. She's like, I've been a customer since you were at this flea market. I have a bunch of money that I've been wanting to use to help female entrepreneurs, like advance their businesses. How much do you need? When do you need it by? She was so cute. Like she'd never done a transaction like this. I'm like, do you, we need a contract? Do you want interest? Like what is the deal? So then, so she offers me the money. Then wouldn't you know, after that, one of the men that I had asked, like, it's like the richest guy I know that I had done a family favor for, for a while, a while ago, he came back that same day and he's like, Hey, I can give, I I changed my mind. And then the vendor came back that day and was like, Hey, we'll, um, you only have to pay for like this much up front. We'll defer. So it was like, I had that grandpa meatball. I had like all of the money coming from all of the angles. And then I got to choose which financially worked out best for me. And so it's a miracle, but it was because I created these energy links. And it's because like I explained it to people, I was investing into the bank of my ancestors altar for all this time. And it was my time to withdraw. Like, Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I need you guys to give me some energy back. And that was crazy. That that was, that was my biggest instant. It was within two hours of the ask. And that's so like obvious too. Do you know what I mean? Like it's a tangible amount of money. And I think what's, what's interesting that you said there too, is like, you've been giving me energy so often, right? Like, it's not like you just randomly were like, I need $75,000. So I think sometimes we think that that's the practice of magic too, but like you had been giving that energy. So when people, can I ask a question about people passing when people pass, you know, I was reading the book. I think it was by, oh gosh, her name's escaping me. I want to say her last name was Jackson, but it's called signs. Mm. I don't know if you heard of it, but anyway, when people pass, their energy is still with us. So I, I don't exactly know how it works. All I know is that I can, I think once you pass their energy can be in multiple places at once. Right. So, and I think it's not, I don't think it's like, if my grandma is with me right now, that means she's not with my dad and she's not doing work on the other side. Mm -hmm. So I think that we need to kind of space and time and linear time and all that stuff doesn't exist. Yeah. But it's like, I feel like it's like they're in a different dimension. There's like, there's like 3d right here where everything's physical. And then they kind of move into like a non-physical dimension that is still accessible to us and they can access us and we can access them. But I get the feeling that they can access us more easily than we can access them. And so I bet that there are a lot of ancestors like intervening and interceding, you know, on our behalf and we don't even know what's happening. Right. So that's kind of like how I, I see it or sense it. Like we have access to them somehow because I'm, they're helping me. I'm getting first, I've gotten such specific information for people that there's no way to know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, uh, that makes I, sense. No, that's yeah. a good enough. That's a good enough answer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cause like there's just the different readings and things that I have, like my grandparents always come through. So I thought, I thought I would touch on that. Cause it seems yeah. like, like a big part of it. So, okay. yeah. And like I said, they want to help you because you're like, I believe that the lineage evolves together and also little known fact. I mean, I can't, okay. Fact. I cannot prove it, but it's been my experience that we also rejoin our lineage. So it is possible that like, you know, we are our own great, 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 great grandmother because we keep on coming back to help progress the lineage. And when you advance, it advances like future and past generations because that's a whole other conversation about non-linear time. That's really cool. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that's next time. Yeah. They're invested. They're invested because it helps them too. And I will say we talk about specifically awakened ancestors because not all ancestors are created equal. So we want to make sure just like the positive ones are healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I like talking about this subject because I, I love the idea that there's something bigger than 
us going to work every day. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Or, or just kind of moving through our day-to-day routine. So thank you so much for sharing everything. This yeah, has this been on interesting. I was already interested in this world, but now I'm like ready to just kind of dive right in even more. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, where can, so, you know, for those listening, maybe in Canada, is there anything virtually that you offer? I know you're, the storefront is in Atlanta. Yeah. Atlanta? The storefront is in Atlanta. Um, virtually, if you want to work with me, um, what I would say is my lunation session. So if you go to modernmysticshop.com and you click on experiences, um, you can sign up for these remote healing sessions and it's $22 a month and you get included in two sessions. There's nothing you have to do to even do it. You sign up, you don't have to show up at any specific time. I do the work on the new moon or full moon, and then you get sent um, a recording of everything. So it's kind of like a mini reading for the group, like of what came up and what cleared. And then I send you these guided, what I call facilitations, which are like meditations, guided meditations, but you're moving the energy. So that's really great. Also, if you're interested in tarot readings, um, we have, you can click on that same through experiences and book a reading with one of our tarot readers. Um, if you want to work with me, I don't know. I have, I haven't been taking on new clients, but if you slide in, if you slide into our DMS every once in a while, I'll get, as we say in the South, a wild hair and I'll be like, sure, here's my booking link, but my booking link is not public. Um, I'll be sliding in then Kelly. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you, well, I will say this. If you sign up for my lunation sessions, those people get first dibs on my readings. So it's okay, kind of part of my membership group. That makes um, sense. And follow yeah. us on Instagram. So if you want to learn, like we try to be highly educational and comical, like we, we have like, this stuff is not so serious. So, um, yeah, I just give us a follow on Instagram and you'll learn so much there. That's awesome. Okay. Well, we will, I think we already are, but we'll make sure that yeah. for everyone else out there, that's not, but thank you so much for being here today. This You're was so welcome. an absolute treat. Appreciate it. And yeah, we'll follow along online until then. Till next. So fun. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning into this conversation. We will have a brand new one on a brand new topic every Monday. If you were intrigued by anything in our conversation, we encourage you to talk about it. Tell a friend, post on social media, take action in your very own way. Subscribe to get the newest episode at your fingertips as soon as it drops. Until next time, check out Style Canada, a disruptor in the media for its community of inquisitive style seekers. You can find us at style.ca or on social media. Just like this podcast, Style Canada is not just about style. It's about living a lifestyle that leaves people open to evolution and opportunity. This episode was hosted by Elise Gasparino, produced and edited by Alia Ballas. The music credit goes to Raspberry Music and was brought to you by Style Canada. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.